Are you there? Yes, I accidentally hit instead of got a leave meeting. Oh, do you, should I stop recording and we can start again? <laughs> no, no, it's fine. Okay, it's fine. all right. Can you hear the shower I'm, now? No, I can hear no shower. Okay, I'm good. Just it's loud. It's loud on my end. I'm glad that we know that we can't hear the shower. <laughs> I'm thankful for that. I'll be annoyed. Oh my gosh. Uh, but yeah, um, now, well, I'm not back. Now I'm Linda. Now there's two Lindas in here. Yes, um, I know. Double Lindas, that's scary. <laughs> well, I'm not going to be answering the questions for you, even though I'm Linda. So um, on today's episode of Two Perspectives, whenever this goes out, might be in a couple of months with our current schedule, you never know. Uh, but this episode, we want to talk about how to go out as a coach and acquire clients. And of course, there's going to be methods and things you can like implement in other industries. So if you're not a coach, still might be some good stuff in this. But this is mainly focused on the coaching things. So um, Linda, why don't you just start us off, just tell a little bit what you do as a coach, just to give people an idea of what we're working with. Absolutely. I will give you a great idea, our audience a great idea of what I do as a coach. And before I begin that, I must say one thing so I do not lose that, this really important thread. What industry is doing, you pay attention to it, but you figure out your own progression and your own plan when it comes to acquiring clients. So before I dive into that piece of it, um, as a coach, what I do is I go into powerful conversations with individuals with the idea of really listening and learning what it is about why they came to me, right? So I need to find out why did they come to me and what is it they want to accomplish. And in that process, I may be working with somebody in a one-on-one -on -one capacity or I could be working with them in a group coaching capacity. I actually provide both services. And so either one can be really helpful to an individual. And so I have some people that will come into my group coaching programs and like the experience they receive in working with me. And we go do one-on-one -on -one coaching. But I also have the flip thing happening. Sometimes a person will work with me one-on-one -on -one and they decide they want to be in a community of like-minded people to learn about a topic and grow with other individuals as a collective. So those are the two types that I engage in and I offer them simultaneously. Hmm. So besides that, Good description overall could you give a bit more specific about what you actually help people with okay i knew you were going to ask me to go a little deeper on this and so well, why didn't you just do it because i wanted to give a higher level sky view version first of what coaching is so people could have a little bit of understanding before i go into the different types because one of the things in coaching that people may not be aware of is the whole reason why somebody might come to me for coaching 
It could be they want to become a better communicator. They could want to build their business. They could want to land that dream job. They even could want to learn how to be a better parent to their child. All of these things a person could come to me for, but it doesn't stop there. And this is where the conversation with their client becomes really important because a lot of times other areas of their life, their experiences, their upbringing, their situations that they're in, all of these threads will come up in a conversation. So as a coach, I might think that I'm going to be coaching somebody on communication and it might end up turned into something else. And the flip side is true. I could have someone tell me that they want to build their business, but then I find out that what's preventing them from being a great business owner and strategist is the fact that they need to improve how they have communications with their team. And, and so I really wanted to share that I cover all spectrums from somebody needing to build a competency to somebody that has a goal that they want to execute. And so the conversations are everywhere in between. But what I do is I really listen to what the person's saying and not saying, because silence is important too. And I figure out where we're going to go. And I ask their permission if we can head in that direction. And there are times when I tell somebody, I can hear this is what you're telling me you want in words. But there's other parts of you that are bringing up this other thing. And we can't go forward until we talk about this particular path first. Hmm, that's very interesting. The mainly like, thing that part, like, I picked up, and you mentioned yourself, is you're, you're like, you're cute. Now I forgot the word I want to say. So now I'm going to sound not as smart. But you're aiming very broad. And from what I heard, a lot of people actually advise against aiming very broad and you should aim as specifically as possible. So how do you go out and actually find the right clients for you? Very important, the right clients for you with having such a broad target audience because there's a lot of options. There are a lot of options. And you're right, I am going broad in, in how I'm explaining it. But the one thing I want people to know is I can't go in and coach you as an individual if I don't get to know you first. So I leave the door open for you to bring any and all that we need to talk about so I can get down to that level of really understanding what a person needs and what they want and seeing if what they're telling me is actually aligned with what they want to do. Sometimes there isn't that uh, clarity of alignment. And so that's one of the things that we'll come to. So it's not that I coach everything on every subject to every person. That's not it. And the question again, will you ask it one more time for me? Because I really want to hit it in the way uh, that's going to give clarity. For sure, for sure. I'm just going to go over it quickly. You aim very broad, as you just talked about. And that's very opposite of what I've heard every other place. You should target down your niche. You should be as specific as, pos as specific as possible. And with your description of being, with that being very broad, how do you go out and find the right clients for you? 
or make them come to you with it having such a broad niche because then it can be kind of hard to speak to a person or feel like the other person you're messaging between or you're advertising or reading your profile that you're actually speaking to them because it's very broad. Okay, and so you actually partially answered the question, which is why I asked you to read it again. And what it is, is when people work with me as a coach, they're looking for that experience of when they show up, they can feel safe. They can share with you some things that they've never shared with anyone else. And the best way that I've received one-on-one clients has been through that experience. And so rather than limiting my abilities to one niche, and I go against the stream. I always have. So that, that's just who I am. I, when I show up as a coach, I don't fall into the norms of society. I don't fall into um, that you got to follow a certain way. I believe there's more than one perspective, more than one way to do it. So as a coach, I might not be your mainstream uh, person that follows those marketing plans. And I'm fine with that because at the end of the day, the one thing that remains constant is I'm building an experience with an individual. And when they come and work with me, they know whatever they bring that we will get clarity. We will work together to develop a plan and I will hold them accountable to, to execute whatever that is. And I'm going to be there when it gets hard. I'm going to be there to cheer them on when they're doing well. And that's really all I want out in the world is the fact that I'm going to come and give somebody an experience where they can do all those things and feel good about it. And so that is my niche. I'm the compassionate coach, but <clears throat> at the same time, <laughs> and your voice just went. <laughs> yes, it did. I don't know why. So I'm the compassionate coach. At the same time, I'm going to challenge because you've got to have both of those present in order to make progress of any kind and anything that you're going to go out to do. And so if anything, you know, that's my niche right there. It's, it's the experience that you're going to receive when you get to work with me. You're going to come out changed. You're going to come out for the better. And you're going to feel really good about what you're doing when we work together. That's it. And so the best um, clients that I've ever worked with are in my own network, in my own circle. And I've already given them an experience that because it was so um, meaningful to them, I don't have to ask them to come in and be coached. They say, Linda, will you coach me on this particular topic? Linda, will you work with me to make uh, things better? Linda, will you work with me so I can go out and hit the ground running and give this powerful presentation? That's what happens when you work with me. That's what I established. And honestly, I don't need a bunch of marketing. I don't need a bunch of websites. It's the experience. Don't 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 don't, don't 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 talk shit about marketing and websites. They are very powerful tools. Don't talk oh, shit but about I'm not marketing. done yet. I'm not done yet. Don't talk shit about it still. Don't talk shit about especially. Don't talk shit about marketing. Don't. Yes, I'm. I'm not tricking me. Yeah, and this podcast is not going to be about you in a minute. It's not. <laughs> be very careful. Okay. Yeah, I'm gonna. I, and I'm laughing here because what I learned from a powerful coach 
<laughs> and is the whole fact that there is a space and a place for marketing, for advertising, for niching down. And it isn't through for the one-on-one -on -one coaching. Steve Chandler put it on the map. He says, when you're offering a group coaching program where that is more of a product, that's the place you want to apply those tools. But when you're doing one-on-one -on -one coaching, you don't even have to be known. All you have to be is in a place where people, when they work with you, they get an experience and clients will come I to want, you. I want way. to challenge you here, Linda. I want to challenge you. How do okay, you get a ahead. person? How do you get a person to work with you if they don't even know you? Oh, I'm, I'm not saying they don't know you. I'm just saying you don't have to be worldwide known. You don't have you don't have to, well, to do one-on-one -on -one coaching. You, you, yeah, you learn. You got learn. a little more specific there. A little more specific oh, yeah. before I'm I could be taking them the complete opposite direction. Well, I wanted okay. to challenge you. Oh yeah, so 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 give me some space here because I'm going there. So when you, you never know, you might you might change up in a minute. You have no idea where you go most of the time. Oh, I know where I'm going today. I I've been thinking about this. So because <laughs> because I'm I want to know what you're gonna say because now you're gonna call out your bullshit in two minutes. But go ahead. Oh, oh it's not. Go, this this go this, ahead. this this is pure wisdom here. So so what what I do to get no is is a little bit different than the establishment of a brand where you know i can say that i'm this person that's a mighty powerful influencer that's not what i do i establish and build communities of people where we engage in conversations and that's how people get to know me and it's not necessarily linda tilson extraordinaire coach no that's not what it is it's linda tilson compassionate and caring individual who creates space for me that's all they a person needs or wants they don't care if i have a title they don't care if i have certifications they just know when they meet with me that we're going to go places and when we do it's going to be pretty damn exciting and so th that's how i get my one-on-one -on -one clients now group coaching programs whole different uh, story let's just hold we can do the group coaching programs after this this one question i want to ask you while you're still a one-on-one -on -one client yes you, absolutely. you mentioned mentioned a little while back so we're gonna have to run you back and you said you mainly got them through giving them a meaningful experience i think that was the way you described it i don't know if that meaningful right that's exactly how i described it oh, the meaningful experience I'm lucky. I'm 23. Your memory still works. But it yeah, does. Run me, because I completely agree with that. Powerful, powerful way of getting clients, making people want to work with you. It's a lot easier to sell a person that comes to you than you go into a person. So yes, could you, I'm not selling like, anyone run me, anything. Run me through that whole thing of how you give them that meaningful experience. Okay. So, so taking uh, people back to a place in time, I ran a small group coaching program and it only had uh, five individuals in it. And it was that program that was a, uh, a couple programs ago where a person realized the experience of what I bring resonated with them as far as how they could um, openly communicate in, in the group, how they could speak to me uh, in a one-on-one -on -one conversation. They realize that my style, which is that uh, conversational 
compassionate and challenging um, scenario that that worked for them and on an individual basis. And they said, I really want to be in one of your future programs, but I have a need right now that's so important to me. I think I want to work on uh, this particular um, thing with you one-on-one. And can we start this weekend? I need to start now. And I'm like, wow. Um, And so what happened was I said, yes, we'll start now. And I'm ready to go with you on this. I, 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 I think that I can help you within this area. I have some ideas around that and let's do this. And the other piece of this whole thing, if you are a coach and you're newer at it, you might like, oh my gosh, now we got to talk the money. You know what? I knew exactly what I needed to uh, charge based on the time, energy, and space that I put into making sure I have a quality experience. And I said, this is the time frame I think that we will need to accomplish what you shared with me. And this is um, how we're going to do it. And this is how much it will be an investment for you. And I didn't need to do anything else. Uh, the person decided that uh, they agreed with an, a slightly different time frame. They agreed with how we're going to do it, and they sent their payment in full. So all done, ready to go. We've had some pre-work that we've done to get ready for our session, and the two of us couldn't be more excited to to work together to accomplish this thing that they brought. Um, that they really feel like once they can um, really dive in deep and talk about the tough stuff and figure out how to move forward, then that is what they want. And that's what we're going to do. And honestly, there was no selling involved. The only thing I can say that happened in this conversation was they felt comfortable enough with me to express what they'd like to do. I saw that I could help them in the way that they wanted. And I wanna provide that support. And so there was no selling of any sort in any shape or form. I feel really good about what's coming forward. And honestly, that's why I do this work. And, And people get so caught up in, well, how much can I charge? And how can I like put aside the time in a way that, you know, works for everyone. And honestly, you, you just put out there what you can and are willing to do in the time that you have. And if it's right for the other person, they'll find a way to work with you because they really, truly want to be there. That's the only kind of client I want to ever have. It's the one that wants to work with me. There's no convincing. There's no hard conversations about the money. It's, it's part of doing the, the business side of it. And you just do it. And that's, that's really what I've learned in the last six months. Um, of, of the coaching journey that I've been on. Hmm. Interesting. I like, I like that, just to, to get us to run through it. And beautifully within that, as you was going down that road just before, I asked you that question, the group coaching. Yes. Because you said that was a whole nother story. So tell me that story. Okay. So some of the rules still apply. So we still want to have people that want to show up and and be in that environment and want to work with you. And 
there's still going to be the conversation around the investment of what that will be. That's still there. And so the only thing I can say that's different about the group coaching is you want to establish yourself out in the market in a way that people understand and know what it is that you provide as, as far as your line of coaching. Because you're right, you keep leave it too open, then people don't know what you're coaching on. So you have to be real specific about your program's intention and what the person can expect to receive as part of their participation and the uh, objectives that you have. So you have to you have to be very clear in your marketing and your delivery of what that looks like so they can see it. And you need to go into communities of people or places that would want to um, jump into your program. And so they need to know a little bit more about who you are and why you're doing it. And being able to establish um, how you show up, there's things that you do that, that take you to a different place. And so you're going to be doing lives. You're going to be doing some possibly Facebook um, or Instagram, LinkedIn conversations and communities. So you're, you're going to do a little bit more of an outreach approach. So you're going to need to go out to find those people. But once you find the people where it's the same as you're getting into conversations with them to really understand what it is that they're looking for and then sharing with them the ways that you see that you can help somebody. And so that's, that's the differences between the two. Um, usually word of mouth referrals in your own networks, that works really effective in the one-on-ones, the group coaching, similar approach, but it has to be a little more targeted because there are so many different coaches and programs in this space. So people have to know what you're going to bring to the equation that's different and unique. And, you know, you need to set the bar high for why someone should come in and be a part of that program. Hmm. So could you give us like a quick description of how, how you would make it speak to a person? What would be some of the things you would have to interpret? Interpret. Oh, well, I don't yes. know which one is the right word. Yes, the things I would have to interpret or to discern. Yes. So honestly, in the conversation, there's going to be a lot less talking on my end and a lot more listening. So it's more about asking some questions that will open a person up to describe who they are, what they're doing what lights them up when they do it, where they see themselves, um, not in the, the super far future, because I don't, I don't uh, think that that's important, but really just like, where are they at right now in their life? What are the obstacles that might be preventing them from, from achieving that said goal? And ask them what they're doing today to prepare for that. And then here's the one, is there, is there, anything that you would like support with and being able to do that because coaches so ask him what they provide. want yes coaches provide support certainly that's what what one of my business partners partners has told me for the past two days just ask them what they want <laughs> Still haven't yes. done it. 
<laughs> as easy as that sounds, it's the most important because you can assume what somebody may want and which could be helpful if you're trying to be intuitive and, and figure out what questions you want to ask them. But you got you know you won't know until you actually ask those questions and listen carefully about what they're saying and in some cases what they're not saying because uh, you're you're taking in all the senses when you're when you're uh, talking and listening to people and once you find out what they really want you need to be honest with yourself as a coach okay this is what they want do I have the skill set and capability and willingness to take them to that place. Because the answer to those three questions has to be an empathetic or emphatic yes. It has to be a yes to all three of those because otherwise it's not going to be a good experience for, for all parties. And so if somebody wants to have coaching on something that you're not willing to coach on or you don't really have the skill set to do it, then that wouldn't be a very good relationship to go into. However, if you can clearly see that you have something that you can share or are capable of doing it and you want to do it, then you should go for it. And that's what those conversations are for. It, the conversations are to interview them as much as they're going to interview you to see if you have a compatibility in the way that you will work together. Because, you know, when people come to you, they're looking for your personality and they're looking for your method of delivery in the way that you uh, give your coaching services. And so there's a lot of different types of coaching. There's a lot of different types of styles. And so that has to align too. And, 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 and so when you're working with a person, like, you know, a lot of times people ask me, what's your, who's your ideal client and your, your ideal avatar. It's like, well, the person that I want to work with is someone that wants to open themselves up to make a change and whether it's hard or easy, messy, whatever, that they're willing to show up when we agree upon to go down that path and not give up when it gets hard or when it gets messy. A question here. Yes. I had another question I want to ask you at that, but now nothing came up. You talked about wanting to change. Yes. A lot of people talk about wanting to change, but they do fuck all about it, and they probably don't even want to do fuck all, like anything about it. How do you, differentiate, how do you differentiate a serious person from one of the bullshitters? Yes, and so sometimes that's not going to be right on the surface. I'm going to get that answer without spending a little time with them, so it's not always easy to tell. However, there is one thing that I do that will get me to that answer a little bit quicker. And it's this, when somebody says they want to make a change and they want to work with me, the very first thing I'm going to do is I'm going to give them a homework assignment. And, and I'm going to say that I want them to work on this one thing. And usually it's just something small, something that's doable. You can do in, you know, 15 minutes. So we're not, I'm not asking somebody to do something that's going to take weeks on end. And what it is, is when I'm going to meet with them next. I tell them, I want you to have done this activity so we can do a breakdown of this activity to learn some things. And 
when they come back that next week, if they haven't done that, chances are they're not going to do anything that we're going to do together because they're not really wanting to dig in, have those hard conversations or do those tasks that are going to move them somewhere. And so that's a that's an indicator right there. If they don't do that, then I, 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 I can see it um, just about near 100% of the time when somebody doesn't do that they are the ones that end up flaking out and not wanting to do coaching. They talk themselves out of it. They make excuses, all of those things. And it doesn't happen. The people that do the activities come back in a different place. They're like, wow, this is the insight I got, or this is what I learned, or um, I worked on this, but I think I have some more things to do because I'm not there yet. And so what can we do? Those are the the questions and the things that people bring back. And then I know that they're willing to want to go down the path to make some change. And so that's how I discern between the two. And so it's just a little assessment that I do. And it's not rocket science. It's just seeing if you're committed to the goal and you're showing up for the right reasons. And, and honestly, I want people to be showing up for themselves. Not for anyone not that, else. Not that from you. Oh, well, what was that? I just said love that from you. Oh. I agree with you. Okay. Because I, I, believe, I believe so many people do things for other people. I hear it and I see it all the time. I've, I've done it myself. I've, I've shown up to do things for other people because I thought it would be a great thing to do for them. I thought it'd be a great thing to maybe advance what I'm doing. But... If you don't do something truly for yourself and do it in the way that's meant for you, it's not going to be pretty at the end. <laughs> that's a life lesson right there. Um, because like one of the things I, I watched on a video and I very much resonated with it. <laughs> it was a video that Jay Shetty uh, put on Instagram and it was between uh, a man and his girlfriend, and she wanted to, I think on some levels, get healthier. And so she was dieting and doing all these crazy things to look better and more attractive. And the thing about it was she was doing these things and feeling terrible the whole time. She They would go out to eat and they would be eating burgers and, and then he would expect her to order a salad. Oh my gosh. I can say when I was going through my physical fitness journey, I said several times, it's great that you're supporting me, but I'm going to choose what I eat, when I eat it and how I eat it. And I'm doing this whole thing for me. And if you like what you see from the results that I'm getting, just know this, I'm doing it for me. But if you like what you see, great, more power to you, but I'm doing this for me. And so I have, was always very adamant about <laughs> that part of the plan that I was going to call the shots. I was going to do what was meant for me and I'm doing it for me. I'm not doing it for someone else. It's the body I have to live in and work in and do things in. And so um, that's not for somebody else. That's for me. <laughs> I think that a very good point, very good point. If you do something, you should do it for yourself <laughs> because otherwise if you don't do it because of, because of a person, um, no matter how close you are to that person, there's always the like, chance of losing them, and then you're not going to keep going. And I don't think it's the right reasons, neither. 
like doing it for another person, you should do be something because you want to do it because you're happy doing it. It's going to be make you happier with yourself. Although I think more power to the people that actually, if they see a positive change, they go in and comment on it because that's like hugely motivational. Even like me personally, I don't like too much. You don't need to tell me every fucking time I did a good job. I need a reason for it. Like, specifically, this is what I really like. I can appreciate that. That's constructive. Well, although I have, I have one question left. And actually, I want to challenge you a bit with this question. I want you to make it a, a short answer because you like your long answers and they're, they're good. But I'll, now you've been coaching everybody else, I'm giving you a challenge and coaching you. Powerful skill for making something straight to the point and sweet. So the question is, what is the most important skill a coach can have or you can have as a coach? Just one. And you probably have said it already. I think I know what you're going to answer, but go ahead. Listening for curiosity. I knew that. I knew that. Fucking knew it. <laughs> But yeah, give us a little bit of background, just quickly. I know you spoke about it before, but it's good just to run everything, not everything, but the most important thing that we spoke about, just quickly go over it. I just make it nice, short and sweet. So listening with curiosity, that opens up the doors to have the other person have the space where they actually feel that you are listening and understanding and really um, getting what they're having to say. On most levels, the, where the breakdown happens is when a person doesn't feel like you're listening, hearing them or understanding them. It's a lack of really having effective communication. So, the most effective thing a coach can do is to listen and learn. Good points. Very good points. I don't know if you have anything else you quickly want to mention. Ask something. The thing that sits with me right now is I want to be thankful to you for bringing this conversation to the space and the one thing I had that, an amazing time as well the one thing that you said that I thought was most important was it didn't really matter if you were a coach or not that the topic we were going to talk about was client acquisition and really there is no such thing as client acquisition when you sit and think about the components it's all about creating an experience where somebody would love to come in and work with you to accomplish something. That's it. Oh, with that being said, go connect with me and Linda. Mostly in this episode, probably the most recent is to connect with Linda. I didn't say a whole lot. If you like, if you want an amazing interview, connect with me. I interview you. Uh, but besides that, um, go down on the Facebook group. Uh, I have all sorts of exciting plans I don't tell Linda about for the Facebook group because I don't want to disappoint her. But there should be more exciting stuff coming soon that Linda doesn't know, even know about. 
then I am looking forward to being surprised at what you're going to be bringing to our Facebook group. And so with that, well, you're this... probably going to figure out before I post it, but <laughs> that is true. I need, I do need some cooperation from you to actually do it. So it's not like it's going to be a massive surprise. <laughs> that is true. It won't be a massive surprise, but it'll be a good source of how we can work together. And so with that, we leave you this with this experience and we are looking forward to having you tune in, in in our next upcoming episode that follows this particular one. And so same time, same place, you know where to find us. Now the annoying lady is going to come back. Nah, I, I still don't like her. And I, don't I know you don't I like was... her. I don't like Call her. progress. <laughs> yeah, they, they need a new voice. Just something that sounds a bit more human. So this, it's, you can barely describe that as a her. Yes, barely, just about. But that's enough waffling. Are you getting ready to cue us up?